Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio on Seattle's Cairo Radio. Long-Term Care Radio is brought to you in part by 525 Advisors, your local long-term care experts. Brian Ott is a certified long-term care planning specialist and will show you how to protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of a long-term care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting options you need to know about. Now, here's your host, Brian Ott. And welcome back to the Long-Term Care Radio Podcast. I am in my studio in Bellevue, Washington, putting this week's show together. I will tell you um, that the clock just keeps ticking out here in Washington State. The um, Washington State CARES Act, I was talking about that last week, and it's just all over the news now. People are starting to wake up. And I spent some time on the show last week talking about it. And, And for those of you that haven't heard about it, Washington State CARES Act is basically a payroll tax coming to Washington State employees starting January 1st of next year. It will fund a trust fund to pay for future long-term care benefits for state residents equal to $100 a day for up to one year or a maximum benefit of $36,500. So basically, it is a long-term care plan that is being forced on the residents of Washington State, but it's not even equivalent to a long-term care. I, I think that A lot of people are surprised at this, but in the state of Washington, an insurance carrier cannot sell a plan that does not provide long-term care benefits for a minimum, for at least a minimum of two years. So when the state came out with this $100 a day for a year, everybody's scrambling trying to figure out how to go out and compare that to private insurance. Well, number one, those plans don't even exist. They can't do that. You can get you can get a plan that pays, you know, $100 a day for two years, but you can't get a plan that pays $100 a day for a year. That's considered short term. So anyway, the, 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 you know, the, the volume's getting turned up out here. A lot of people are hearing about this because the only way you can opt out is, number one, is if you're self-employed, you can opt out of the tax, and then you can never opt back in. That's the way their website is, is once you're opted out of the CURES program, you have no chance to participate in these benefits. It's like, yeah, right, I don't want to participate in them. So if you're self-employed, you can get out. The other way you get out is by having a private long-term care insurance plan in place by November 1st of this year. So we're about six weeks out right now. If you're an employee... Without a plan, you will be taxed at a rate of 0.58% on all wages and bonuses and commissions and stock options. Basically, any money you are paid for, basically any money you're paid by your employer, you are going to be taxed at 0.58%. So there's a lot of people out there, especially working for these smaller companies that are going to get stock options and stuff that are just going to get their lips ripped right off. They are going to be so surprised at that. Um, But that's the way the, the law is written right now. So the only way for an employee to get out of the tax is to have the qualifying private plan in place by the 1st of November. If not, there is no way at this time to opt out in the future. And I think this is what's really starting to scare people is the fact is that you can't come in next year and add a plan and opt out of the tax. And let's say that you're an intern right now and you're working for a company, you're in college, you're 22, and then all of a sudden... You finish up, you graduate school, and you come to work next year, and you start making your $100,000 a year. Well, guess what? You're going to be taxed. There is no, you can't go out and get an insurance plan next year and opt out. The provision states, basically, there's just one opt-out opportunity. It's by November 1st of this year that you have to have your plan in place. You have until the end of next year to opt out if you have a qualifying plan. Now, The catch here is a qualifying plan. There are many insurance policies out there that have been represented as long-term care insurance policies that really aren't, and they will not get you out of the tax. And most of these that I'm talking about are life insurance or annuity products that have been sold in the past using a 101G rider, also known as a chronic illness rider. These are very common on life insurance. And they do not qualify for long-term care insurance. That's the big difference. And in fact, it is not a, it's not legal to market them or sell them as long-term care insurance. I went over this quite a bit last week. I, it, what you have to have to get out of the long-term care insurance tax 
is a plan that has it can have it can have life insurance and can even have an annuity, but it has to have a seventy seven zero two B rider seven seven zero two B is in boy, which is the tax code for qualified long term care insurance. Now again, we went over the difference between one hundred one G and seventy seven zero two last week on the show. So if you missed that, you can get the podcast on our website at five two five longtermcare dot com because I went into that in more detail and I don't want to repeat that this week. But what I do want to do is spend some time this week on discussing the differences between the plans that are available out there that are going to get you out of this tax. And it's basically traditional plans or asset-based plans. And that's really what I want to spend some time just talking a little bit about this week. So first off, the traditional plans. The bad news before we even get started is we do not have a traditional carrier that is still selling long-term care insurance, traditional plans that I can access. There might be a few out there that have captive agents. What I mean by that is there's a few insurance companies that will only sell their policies through an existing agent they have. Someone like, think of a State Farm. State Farm has insurance, but they only sell it through their own agents. They don't sell it through independent brokers. But as far as the independent broker market out there, all of the traditional plans have gotten out of the state of Washington. They're selling the policies in the other 49 states right now, but they are not selling them in Washington until this deadline passes. And the main reason why is the flaw in the state law was that once you get your insurance plan in place and you opt out of the state tax, you can then cancel your insurance and there's no recourse at all. There, there, there's, there's no penalty. So the insurance carriers on these traditional plans spend about six to $800 underwriting a plan. And what I mean by that is they have to pay somebody to do the phone interview. Kind of think of when you're refinancing your house. You have an appraiser come out and appraise your house and give you what the value is. Well, that's very similar to what we do in the insurance world. We take an application. We submit it to the insurance carrier. They hire a third party to do what they call the medical phone exam, basically. They're going to call you go over the application, talk to you about prescription drugs, things like that, and fill out all the information based on what the carrier wants and then send that information back to the carrier. The idea is that those are third parties. Most of the insurance companies use third parties for that. So they've got to pay for that. Now, they also have to pay for the attending physician statement. So when they call your doctor and say, hey, I I need the medical records on Brian Ott, my doctor doesn't say, oh, sure, how many copies do you want? They say it's $130 or whatever it is to get those set of records. Then if you got to go to another specialist, they got to get those. So they start stroking all these checks and they also are paying for the time and the postage and the FedEx and all those things that go. So the carriers figure about 600 to $800 to underwrite an individual. So when you have a traditional plan and they're submitted with, you know, I want $50 a day for two years, which is the absolute smallest benefit you can get. And you take the inflation rider off of that and for a 40-year-old, that's about $300 a year of premium. And they set it up on a monthly pay, and they submit that to the insurance company. Well, the insurance company's just doing the math on that. They're looking at that saying, number one, this is not meaningful coverage for anybody at any time. $50 a day would be used to add coverage for somebody that maybe has an existing policy. So here this person is asking for the minimum policy. They want $50 a day. They, they want to pay this monthly, which is $28 a month. And what are they going to do? They're going to let this policy lapse as soon as they get their letter from the state and they're opted out of the tax. So the insurance company gets maybe $75 or $100 of revenue coming in, and they just spent $600, $700, $800 to underwrite this individual. They're not going to do that. So the traditional company saw this early on. So some of the companies came out and said, well, you've got to have policies that are at least you know, $2,000 in premium. Well, even then, they got just inundated with those types of policies. And what happened is the carriers are looking at that saying, now, wait a second. The same thing, that person cancels it. They say, well, I just got out of paying $1,000 a year in the tax or $600 a year in tax. Who cares? I'll eat the 2000 because now I'm out of that tax permanently. Well, it's the same thing for the carrier. They then have to go back and they have to do chargebacks for everybody, like for me, that they have to pay me. They, they still had to pay for all those medical records, so they still lose money. So that's why the carriers just ran for the hills and said no more until after November 1st. So remember that. So right now, I do not have traditional plans in the state. That being said, traditional plans are just pay-as-you-go plans. They, they were, just think of one bucket of money. When I talk about a traditional long-term care plan, I want you to just think about one bucket of money. 
you're designing a benefit. I want $6,000 a month. I want that benefit to last me for four years. So you have $288,000 in your bucket of money. These plans began in the 1970s. They all used the 7702B rider under the IRS code, so they're pure long-term care insurance. The benefit comes back to you tax-free. They qualify for the state partnership program, not to be confused with what we're doing right now with the Washington State CARES Act. The state partnership program, most states have a state partnership program. I think we're up to 46 states right now have the state partnership program. And what that simply does is it simply says, if you use all your long-term care insurance and you still need help, you can apply for help through Medicaid, which is the safety net program, without spending all your assets down now. They allow you to protect assets equal to what the insurance paid out on your behalf. So that's the state partnership program. Um, most of these plans, they can be designed with you know two years of coverage, four years of coverage, even a lifetime uh, benefit is still available out there. Um, there's lots of riders on these traditional plans. Joint waiver premium, meaning if I have a husband and wife, one person goes on claim, I can waive the premium for both of them. Elimination day reduction, which means 90 days is the standard, but I can buy that down to just 30 days of waiting before they start paying. Um, there's shared care riders, which means I can dip into my spouse's bucket of money. Um, there's even a company out there that allows a 10-pay program or a single pay. Most of them are just you pay until you go on claim. Um, there are some return of premium riders that are available on these traditional plans. We rarely use those, though, because it just blows the price up of the policy and you don't get any more long-term care insurance and statistically you probably will use it. So these are the traditional plans that are out there. This is one way for you to get out of the tax. Unfortunately, those carriers, I do not have any access to those. I don't know. There might be Banker's Life might still be selling them directly. I don't know. You could try that. Um, but there's very few companies out there that sell direct anyway, but you might be able to try that. The downside to the traditional plans out there, though, are the premiums are not guaranteed, meaning they can you know, raise those rates on you in the future. There's no death benefit, meaning if you don't use that policy, that money is just gone. So they call it the user or lose it, but it's like any other insurance, right? It's like homeowner's insurance. They don't give you the money back when the house doesn't burn down. But they're still meaningful. There's still a place for them, and we use them especially for people with smaller estates because of that state partnership which gives them an additional benefit. So that's just kind of a quick little overview of traditional plans that are available. We don't do a whole lot of those because there's not a lot of carriers left out there, but it is still an option out there. I want you to stick around here. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, let's continue the discussion and talk about the new asset-based long-term care plans. And I'll share with you a few of the things that you need to know when looking at these plans. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options. And maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. Story Monson, I highly recommend doing what my wife and I did. Learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. You can sign up for one of his upcoming live webinars at 525longtermcare.com. Brian will teach you everything you need to know about long-term care, including all the new plans that are available. They protect your savings, they protect your family, and the plan we got pays us back if we never use it. Sign up for one of Brian's live webinars at 525longtermcare.com. It's free to attend, and you'll learn so much. Brian's class was a real eye-opener for my wife and me. Long-term care is so important. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. For the most options, including new plans that protect you and your loved ones and pay you back if you never use them, visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. 
And welcome back. And thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. And again, if you miss any of these shows, uh, especially, you know, client of the week or any parts of the show, and I, I start getting into numbers, and I know I talk fast. So um, we have the podcasts that are available on our website. You can get them on iTunes. You can ask your smart speaker to play them. But the whole idea of this radio show is not to be, make you a long-term care planning expert, but just to kind of bring awareness about some of the topics and some of the programs and the things that you need to know. And this week we're talking about the different types of programs that will work. And this is part of the segment. I want to talk about these asset-based plans, also known as hybrid or linked benefits. We just talked about the traditional plans, which have been around for the 70s. Those are just pay-as-you-go insurance. It works like homeowner's insurance or car insurance. Asset-based plans or linked benefits have another benefit. The name linked benefits is what the IRS describes these plans as. And I want you to think about two buckets of money when I talk about linked benefits. Traditional plans, we had a bucket of money. Use it or lose it. Linked benefits have two buckets of money. Bucket one is going to be some kind of asset that is going to be paid back to the estate or that money is your money if you don't use it and you cancel the plan, whatever the value is in that bucket, first bucket. Bucket two is just pure risk long-term care insurance. So we are linking these two buckets together. Therefore, the name linked benefits, we call them asset-based plans. They're widely known as hybrid long-term care plans. But whatever you call them, they are pure long-term care plans with another benefit hooked on there. Now, these use the asset-based plans that we we have use the 7702 rider, the long-term care rider, which means they get you out of the tax. They're qualified as long-term care insurance. They basically provide long-term care insurance. That's Just think of that as bucket two linked to another benefit, bucket one. And that bucket one is either going to be a death benefit or it's going to be cash value structured as an annuity. Now, go back to the very first segment when I was talking about this opening the show. This is where it gets confusing because we have life insurance policies out there and we have annuities out there that have 101G or chronic illness riders. Those are not long-term care policies. They do not qualify under the state rules as long-term care insurance. Yet here I am with an asset-based or what we call a linked benefit. And I just said those two words, life insurance and annuity. What you need to understand on these policies is there's a catch. The life insurance or the annuity value is just part of the policy. The long-term care insurance is an extension. So that's bucket two. Think of of if you have just a life insurance policy with a chronic care rider, you just have one bucket. And the insurance company says you can use 80% of that. If it's a $100,000 death benefit, they say you can use 80% or $80,000 for long-term care if you become chronically ill. That's a chronic illness rider. An asset-based policy, the $100,000 death benefit is bucket one. Bucket two might be another 200000 or maybe even an unlimited amount of money behind that. So that is the difference here. So you're going to hear me say life insurance or annuity. That's just describing bucket one or the return of premium feature, how it is structured. And the key difference, this is what allows them to qualify as long-term care insurance because we have an extension. We have some value outside of just that death benefit or just the cash value of the policy. There's some additional value for long-term care insurance. And that's why these plans work for long-term care. This is what we mean by 7702. The rider that's attached to it provides additional amounts of long-term care insurance. Now, a lot of people, you know, are going to be very disappointed to find out that their existing life insurance or their existing annuity with a chronic illness rider does not work. They've been told that, hey, you can use this for long-term care. It's illegal to sell it as long-term care. What they say is they call it chronic illness or or chronic illness rider. And a lot of the definitions are the same as long-term care, but the carrier for a, a, a chronic care where a chronic illness rider, they get to make up the rules, meaning what triggers, what qualifies, how much of that policy you get to use for long-term care and how it's paid out. A 7702 rider, a long-term care rider that's attached to these programs, define it. It's you trigger it to, I need help with two ADLs or I am cognitively impaired. That is one of the big difference. So when we are talking about asset-based long-term care plans, We do have some type of life insurance or some type of annuity value in the plan, but it's just a portion of the plan 
and it does not equal the long-term care benefit. The long-term care benefit is going to be much more than that. Now, let's get back in and discuss the two main types of asset-based plans that we have out there. Um, the first thing is I want you to, again, picture two buckets of money. We have these, let's and, and talk about a savings-based plan. So savings-based meaning I'm going to deposit this money in. The cash value is what it is. It's going to earn some kind of interest. And then out of that interest, they are basically going to buy bucket number two. So when you think of a CD or a savings account, you put some money in there to earn some interest. That's the way these savings-based plans do. You deposit the money into the plan. That's your money. The money that you deposit earns interest, and the insurance company keeps some of that insurance or that interest. I'm sorry. They keep some of the interest that your money is earning based on your age. They're going to decide, hey, it's 1%. We're going to keep 1% of the money that you earn, and we're going to buy insurance inside that long-term care or inside this contract, which gives you long-term care insurance. So what happens is we deposit a dollar, and that dollar is earning interest, some of that interest is kept by the insurance company to buy us long-term care insurance. And what happens is that dollar turns into $3 of tax-free long-term care. So it's a simple three-to-one leverage. So $100,000 turns into $300,000. And that's your long-term care benefit. Now, based on your age, if you're in your 50s, your money's going to grow at maybe 1.5% because the, the money's earning 2.25% or 2.5%, whatever the current rate is. And say the insurance company's keeping 1%, so your money's still growing by 1.5%. And now over time, what's going to happen is as that money grows, that $100,000 grows to $110,000, you're going to end up having $330,000 of long-term care insurance. So that's just a basic savings-based plan. Now, if you die and you don't use it, whatever the cash value has grown into is your money. If you surrender the policy, whatever the cash value has grown into is your money. So that is a simple, basic savings-based plan. It's an annuity chassis underneath there, so the interest is growing tax-deferred, and the interest that they are keeping to pay for the insurance is also a tax-free event for you under the Pension Protection Act rules. So that's kind of, in a nutshell, the savings-based plans. The second type of asset-based plan out there that's going to work is going to have life insurance component. So again, think of two buckets. Bucket number one is your life insurance. Now, these policies have a little bit stricter underwriting. They're a little bit harder to get into because they know for a fact that we're all going to die. The, the actuaries figured that out a long time ago. So we have a little bit different underwriting, but the same principle applies. We have bucket one. Let's say it's $100,000. That's your life insurance. When you go on claim for long-term care, you're spending that down. Once you've used that, then you have either another 100000 behind it or another 200000 or even an unlimited amount of just long-term care insurance. It's going to keep paying that same monthly benefit out for as long as you set that plan up. Again, remember, linked benefits, two buckets. Why we want this is because if we don't use it, that death benefit is paid back to our estate. So if we have a $100,000 death benefit, maybe we bought that for $75,000. So we have a $25,000 gain day one if we go out and we die. Well, that $25,000 goes back to the estate tax-free. Now, what's nice about these asset-based plans is they can be funded, you know, in, in a wide variety of ways if there's a death benefit on there. They can be funded in a single deposit. They could be funded over multiple payments, five years, 10 years, 20 years. They can even do a continuous pay, which means I pay until I go on claim. The difference is if you're making payments over time on one of these asset-based plans with a life insurance portion to it, that payment is going to be guaranteed level. It will never change on you. Asset-based plans also have some cash value in them. The savings-based plan, you have the cash value. That's a single deposit. So whatever you put in there, that's the cash value of the plan. On these asset-based plans, if I'm on a 10-pay, every year that I make a payment, I'm going to build up a little bit more cash value. If I'm doing a single lump sum, I'm going to have a big chunk of cash value that's available inside that plan as well too. And they can be designed in a variety of ways. We can have two people on the same plan. I can do that on a savings-based plan, by, by, this, by the way, as well. But we can have two people on the plan. We can have them paid in single lump sums. We can have them paid in lump sum and smaller payments. We can have unlimited lifetime benefits on the life insurance versions of these plans. So there's just a lot of options out there to design these asset-based plans. But at the end of the day, the idea is that we have some value in the plan outside of long-term care insurance. 
I think one of the best ways to understand the difference in these plans that we're talking about today is to look at some examples. So stick around. I'm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to introduce you to our client of the week, April and Gail. And I'm going to show you two different asset-based plans and why we design them this way for these people. We'll be right back. Many people with near or over a million dollars in assets will mistakenly pay more in taxes in a long-term care situation than it would have cost them to set up an insurance plan to pay for the care needed. Learn more by attending Brian's free asset-based class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. For the most options, including new plans that protect you and your loved ones and pay you back if you never use them, visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. And Zach, recently one of the largest investment banks in the country, finally published research showing why a 60-40 stock bond portfolio is outdated. This is something you've been talking about on Know Your Risk Radio for years. Now they're jumping on the bandwagon. Dory, it certainly feels that way. This research shows exactly what we've been telling people for years now. Using bonds as the safe portion of your portfolio is a serious gamble, and now is not the time to be gambling your retirement. With Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, we'll show you how to protect your portfolio against loss, but still grow your assets. We teach you exactly how to do it in our free booklet, Common Sense Investing. Call Zach right now to get your free copy of Common Sense Investing. Call 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Bulwark Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. I'm just, uh, I'm looking at my notes this week and I've got so much to try to squeeze into the show. So I've got to slow it down a little bit. Um, The big takeaway that I want you to understand from those, those, those first two segments is that there are plans out there being marketed as um, insurance that you can use for chronic illness that are not going to get you out of the state tax. They're not true long-term care plans. It's actually illegal to sell them, and they'll say right on the on, on the description of the policy, on the illustration, this is not long-term care insurance. So avoid those. We do not sell those types of policies. We do not sell policies with 101G riders on them. All of the policies we have are either going to be traditional plans with the 7702 rider or they're going to be these linked benefits, which are asset-based plans that are either in the savings-based format or they're, you know, it's going to have an annuity chassis underneath it or it's going to have some kind of life insurance chassis underneath it. And again, a lot of people say, hey, I don't want to buy life insurance. It's like, well, then go buy a traditional plan. You're just buying pure risk insurance. The life insurance or the annuity part of these policies is just simply to get your money back to you and to give you some tax efficiencies. The annuities, we use those because they grow tax-deferred. The life insurance, we use those because you get the instant leverage day one, and any extra money comes back to the estate tax-free. And you really want the life insurance if you can get it in most cases, but not all cases. And this week, I'm going to kind of spend the last part of our, our show here. I've got two clients of the week. I usually just do one client of the week, but I have two clients, and they were basically the same age, within a year of each other. And I want to show you how we set up a plan. They both came in kind of thinking the same thing. 
And I want to just talk you through this about how we use these asset-based plans and why we pick a savings-based one over one with a life insurance version attached to it. So let's take a look at April right here. April is 56. She came to us uh, looking for number one meaningful plan that she was like, yeah, I want something more meaningful. She got offered a group plan through her employer. She didn't like it. And she said, you know, I want to be out of the Washington state tax. April was single. She had two adult children. She didn't want to put her care on the on, on the shoulders of her kids. So she thought, yeah, if I'm going to get long-term care insurance, I want to get something that is, you know, more meaningful and A, that she owns. So remember, if you move out of the state of Washington, you, you have to pay into the, the state plan for 10 years before you are vested. But then if you do that, you, you work for 10 years and you pay in and then you move out. Well, guess what? You're not going to get any coverage. And April didn't think she was going to work 10 years. That was one of the other things that, that really got her kind of fired up is that she's going to be paying into this tax and probably not get any benefit out of this at all because she was planning on retiring at 63 when she was eligible for her full pension. So here's what we found about her. Um, she's going to have her pension. She's eligible at age 63. She would also have Social Security. She probably wa- wants to wait until 67 or 70 for that. She owns a home, and um, she's owning a home right now, I should say. It will be paid off in about five years, so she's right on track to have her home paid off. Her financial situation was a bit unique because a lot of her retirement benefit is going to be her pension, and most of her assets that she does have that are liquid right now are in a 401k, most of them. Um, However, she did have some cash savings, a little bit of savings, and she did have an equity line of credit that she could use that she could access if she was in in a pinch. So she was in pretty good shape there, but really most of her money is what we called qualified funds, which means if she accessed it, she's not 59 and a half, she would pay some kind of penalty. So what was important to her was having a plan to get out of the tax so she doesn't have to pay that ongoing payroll tax for benefits she won't get. She wanted a plan that would pay her back if she didn't use it, meaning that she doesn't want that money just disappearing. So hopefully it can come back to her kids or come back to the estate. Um, she would like to be able to access the money in a time of need. This was key for her. She said, look, I am willing to put money into this plan right now, but if something changes in my situation, I have my home equity line of credit, I've got a little bit of savings, but you know, most of my money's retirement account. This may be something I need in the future. I want access to that money. If I can get access to that money, that was, that was important to her. Um, She considered paying over time, but she said she would also do the single deposit if it made more sense for her. And she was really worried about the flexibility and wanted a plan that would work in her home as well as, you know, anywhere else, assisted living, nursing home, whatever. But she said, you know, I really want a plan that will pay for care in my home if if I do need it. So here's what we did for, for April. We you know, looked at the pay-as-you-go asset-based plans. Those plans do have some cash value in them, but it takes time to build them up. And then we looked at the lump sum options. We have the lump sum with the death benefit, and we have the lump sum savings-based plan. And we compared those two plans. April ended up settling on a savings-based plan, which is just a single deposit. You cannot pay these plans over time, the savings-based plans. We just got to do a single deposit in there. And so this is what we did. We took the plan right now. We've got a minimum of $100,000 going into the plan. So she deposited $100,000 into her savings-based plan. This provides April day one with $300,000 of long-term care insurance. So remember, whatever you deposit in a savings-based plan, you multiply it times three. That's how much long-term care benefit you have. So she has that instant leverage. Now, the difference is you don't get $300,000 in a lump sum. The IRS says in order for it to qualify under the 7702 rules for long-term care, it's got to be paid out over time in equal amounts or in, in disbursement, so to speak. So it can't be just a lump sum. So this particular plan will provide her a benefit of $4,167 a month for six years if she needs long-term care. So she could leave her $100,000 in her savings account. She would burn through that in two years. That's her self-insuring part. In a savings-based plan, what she's done is she's put that $100,000 in it. At the end of two years, when she's used up her $100,000, she has another $200,000 of long-term care insurance. So she will have benefit for a total of six years. So you have to kind of break this down how it works. Bucket one is her $100,000. That's just her money. That's going to grow in cash value. That's the money that she can access. Bucket two 
is the long-term care. Now, bucket one today is growing at 2.75%. That's the interest rate that bucket one is earning. So her her $100,000 is earning $27.50 a year in interest. And it's going to continue to do that if the rates stay the same. That's based on current rates. If rates creep up a little bit, her interest rate will go up a little bit. If cre- rates creep down, they'll go down. And by the way, this this program was um, about two months ago. It was 2.25%. So it's already moved up a half a percent. So we're starting to see some increase in rates, which is good. Now, bucket two, think about this. She put the $100,000 in bucket one. Bucket two is formed. That's the long-term care insurance. That is being purchased by the insurance company keeping some of the interest. So for her right now, Bucket two is going to provide her another $200,000 of long-term care insurance. This is going to be basically for her, it's going to cost her about 1% a year to have that $200,000 of insurance behind her amount that she deposited. So what that nets out for her is her money is growing by 1.75%. So think about that. She put $100,000 into this account. The cash value of that one point is going to grow by 1.75%, which isn't a lot, but I'll tell you what, it's way better than savings accounts or money market accounts or even most CDs out there. So her money is just growing. And that the, the rate that the insurance company charges you for the insurance is based on your age. So remember, she's only she's only 56 years old. But if we look at this down the road, what happens is the end of year one, she's got $101,731 because she earned $2,700 in interest and the insurance company charged her basically $1,000 for the insurance inside this contract. And that's going to continue. So you go out 10 years, now she's got $118,000 of cash value, but her long-term care insurance has grown up to $356,000. And her monthly benefit is forty nine forty seven. You go out fifteen years, she has got one hundred and twenty nine thousand dollars of cash value. She's got three hundred and eighty eight thousand dollars of long term care insurance that she can pull out at five thousand three hundred and ninety dollars a month. So, because of her age, this program is growing a little bit in value over time. And for every dollar in interest she earns, she earns three dollars of long term care. Now, here's the catch for her. If she needs her money, she gets the cash value. There's a surrender value the first 10 years. So think of a CD. When you go and get a five-year CD, they say, look, if you cancel in the first five years, we're going to charge you a surrender fee. So if she went and canceled this plan at year five, the value has grown from 100 to 108,000, but she would only get $104,000 back because there's a surrender charge. But remember, she only put 100,000 in. So after four years, not only does she get more money back than she put into the plan, she also avoided paying that payroll tax to the state of Washington. So think of it that way. The surrender charge is up after year 10. So like you look at year 11, she's got $120,781 of value. That's her money. She could go cancel that plan and get the $120,000 even though she only put $100,000 into the plan. So these savings-based plans give you a tremendous amount of flexibility. The reason why April took this plan is remember she said, look, I don't know what my future holds. So if something really happens, I might need that money back. Her worst case scenario, worst case scenario is if she had to go cancel her plan at the end of year one, she'd get $94,393 back. That was the worst case scenario. But if she had to cancel her plan at say year five, she's actually going to get more money back than she put in. So this gives her a tremendous amount of flexibility. She can also take 10% out of this plan per year without penalty. So if she has $110,000 in there and she takes $10,000 out or $11,000 out, she can do that without any penalty at all. She still has $300,000 of long-term care. So just a really flexible, simple savings-based plan where we're taking money out of one pocket, we're putting it in another pocket, and we're putting a bunch of features on that. So um, let's take another break real quick. And when we come back, I want to introduce you to Gail, who is 57, and I'm going to show you the same amount of money going into an asset-based plan with a life insurance component, and we'll compare the differences. We'll be right back. Due to recent changes in the Pension Protection Act, new asset-based plans guarantee a tax-free benefit for long-term care and pay you back with interest if you never use it. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free classes at 525longtermcare.com. 
Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options. And maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. Story Monson, I highly recommend doing what my wife and I did. Learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. You can sign up for one of his upcoming live webinars at 525longtermcare.com. Brian will teach you everything you need to know about long-term care, including all the new plans that are available. They protect your savings, they protect your family, and the plan we got pays us back if we never use it. Sign up for one of Brian's live webinars at 525longtermcare.com. It's free to attend, and you'll learn so much. Brian's class was a real eye-opener for my wife and me. Long-term care is so important. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. For the most options, including new plans that protect you and your loved ones and pay you back if you never use them, visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. And Zach, recently one of the largest investment banks in the country, finally published research showing why a 60-40 stock bond portfolio is outdated. This is something you've been talking about on Know Your Risk Radio for years. Now they're jumping on the bandwagon. Dory, it certainly feels that way. This research shows exactly what we've been telling people for years now. Using bonds as the safe portion of your portfolio is a serious gamble, and now is not the time to be gambling your retirement. With Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, we'll show you how to protect your portfolio against loss, but still grow your assets. We teach you exactly how to do it in our free booklet, Common Sense Investing. Call Zach right now to get your free copy of Common Sense Investing. Call 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Bulwark Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. Okay, and we're back. And um, we're going to continue on with our client of the week. I was just talking there about April, uh, who came in and did the cash savings-based plan. By the way, those cash savings-based plans will work for people between ages 50 and 80. And what's wonderful about them is if you are 75 or 78 years old, the cost of the insurance is going to be more than the the 2.75% that the the money is earning, but your principal is not invaded at all. So $100,000 in, even if it's costing you you know, $4,000 a year and you're earning $2,700 a year, that that insurance cost is $4,000, they're not going to take it out of the difference out of the $100,000 the insurance company eats these. So we are really love these plans for older people because let's face it, if you're 75 and you're setting on savings or CDs, all you do is reposition it. It's it's the same money. It's the same bucket of money. It's just that now you have $3 for every dollar you put in there. And if you never use it, you never lost a dollar. You just are simply trading interest for insurance, but you're getting that three times leverage. And remember, the money comes back to you tax-free out of these plans. So let's keep the ball rolling here, and I want to introduce you to Gail. Gail is a year older than April. She is 57, but very similar situation. Single, she has one adult child. Gail is a little different situation. She's a high-income earner who is going to be taxed. Um, She does not have pension, but she's got a pretty robust um, retirement 401k savings set up. Her biggest concern, she doesn't want to be a burden on her daughter. She just has the one daughter, and she said, I don't want her giving up her life in the future for me. She doesn't want to pay the tax. Again, she's 56. She said she will not work 10 years, so there's no way she's going to get vested. And she just doesn't want to throw the money away. She doesn't want to spend the money paying into this payroll tax for for no reason at all. She wants to age in home, but she said she would consider a community. So if she can find the right, you know, independent living or 55 plus or whatever it is that she wants to move into, she said she would probably do that because most likely what she's wanting to do is is you know maybe downsize down the road and she would also consider adding some additional coverage later you know again once she's older most of her money is in a retirement account she said that's that would be a place i could access it but she does have some some you know savings and she just got a small inheritance that she has right now that she didn't plan on using that money for anything else 
So a little bit more about um, Gail that I found out is that she had two of her aunts had Alzheimer's. Um, so she's very aware of it. She's like, gosh, this runs in the family. And she saw the consequences of that. Um, she, again, she just received a small inheritance. So she said, this is money that I wasn't counting on. I don't need this for anything. She plans on selling her home in the future and downsizing. She said, you know, most likely her ideal would be maybe to move out of the state of Washington and move closer to her daughter. And so that was something that is, is on the horizon for her. So what did we do for Gail? She came in, she definitely wanted an asset-based plan. She wanted the money to come back if she didn't use it. So we looked at the different options. We looked at the savings-based plan like we did for April. And then I showed her the other version. This is the version that I have. It's got bucket one is life insurance instead of cash value. It's just life insurance. And so we looked at that plan and that's the one that we ended up designing for her. And this is what we did. We took $100,000 and we deposited that with the insurance company. So both of these ladies just did a flat $100,000 into the, you know, to the insurance company. So that provided her a initial bucket of money of long-term care insurance. Now, she had a choice on how she designed her policy. Remember, bucket one is a death benefit that you're going to use up for long-term care. Now, behind that, the linked benefit is long-term care. I can extend that. So as soon as I run out of bucket one, bucket two can last me either another four years, it can last me another two years, or it can last me an unlimited amount of time. So she had these different choices. So really what it boiled down to, for the single $100,000, Gail could get... $7,092 a month for 50 months. So just a little bit over four years, four years and two months. So that would be a total in the two buckets of $354,000. Now, if she ended up going to a little bit longer, she could go to six years. This is what April did with her savings base. The savings base don't give us a choice. They're just going to give us the six years of coverage. Six years of coverage on this asset-based plan would provide her $6,313 a month for a total of 473,000. Now compare that back to April's. April was only getting 4,100 a month for six years, but her money was growing. She started at 300,000, but it it take her, you know, to get to $6,300, I'm looking at the chart here, it's gonna take her 25 years. So again, Gail's just gonna get a more robust plan right out of the gate. They're basically the same age. In fact, Gail's even a year older. But she, for the same amount of money, she would get more coverage for those six years and a bigger benefit. Then the last choice that Gail had, which is the one that she ended up going with, was to take a smaller amount, $5,300 a month, but have it for an unlimited amount of time. So $63,600 a year tax-free coming in on long-term care insurance for an unlimited amount of time. She would never run out of this benefit. Now, remember, unlike chronic care riders, long-term care provides that extension. So she has a death benefit of $132,000. So if Gail goes out and gets hit by the bus tomorrow and she's gone, her daughter's going to get $132,000 tax-free. That $32,000 gain is tax-free. On the savings-based plan, you put $100,000 in. April goes out and gets hit by the bus. She's got $101,000 of value after year one. Well, that 101731 so that $1,700 of interest that she earned, that's a taxable event. So that's why you want the death benefit in most cases. You want to get that death benefit because that gain comes back. Now, Gail chose the lifetime benefit because she wanted to have something guaranteed. She wanted the additional benefits that come with this plan. And there are quite a few benefits with these, this life insurance-based policy. Number one, you get the concierge claim support that I talk about. That means that they assign somebody to you. You got case management, you got care coordination, you have that one contact person that's going to arrange all that for you. It also has two times that monthly benefit or $10,600 for caregiver training. That could be for family members. It will also pay you $10,600 for medical and home equipment, which means, you know, I need grab handles. I need a wheelchair ramp. I need to pull carpet up and put in hardwood floors because I'm using a walker. Whatever it takes to make your home safe, they'll pay you that. And it has international coverage, full coverage in Canada and limited coverage elsewhere. You can get part of the coverage if you're in other countries, full coverage in the United States and Canada. So this is a very robust plan for the two ladies at basically the same age. They both put the same amount of money in. But here's the big difference. The reason why April did not go with the same plan Gail did is is that if you cancel your plan at year one on the life insurance version, you're going to get $52,000 back. So you you would lose about half your money if you had to cancel. 
Gail was in a position that said, I'm not going to cancel. I don't need to worry about this. I just inherited some of this money. I'm not going to cancel the plan. I want the plan. If anything, I will add some additional coverage, maybe through a second plan down the road. Now, Gail will eventually, you know, if she lives long enough based on current rates, 30 years down the road, her cash surrender value is $103,000. But that's the flexibility in the plan. When we're designing these plans, we're trying to figure out what's important to you. Just on the face value of it, guess what? The, the asset base with the life insurance is a much more robust plan. It gives you more benefit. You can get lifetime coverage for long-term care. You're going to have better claim support. But if you're worried about something changing in your life and needing some of that money back, guess what? The savings-based plan is going to be a much more flexible plan for you. So that's why we look at these two plans. Both of these ladies are out of the state tax. They both have a 7702 plan. One of them has cash value structured in an annuity. The other one has a death benefit in the policy. And again, there's those two words, annuities and life insurance. But guess what? These are linked benefits. It's just part of the policy. That's just bucket one. Bucket two is the long-term care insurance, which extends the value beyond what you put into the plan. That's why they qualify. They have that 7702 rider. So some of the other things that you need to understand about these plans is that, you know, there's not a right or wrong answer. If when you're going out to buy a car, let, let's just face it, you know, there's if you've got six kids, you are not packing them up and going to Sunday school in a two seat sports car. You're just not going to do that. You're going to need the suburban, right? That's just what it is. Now, the suburban is it going to handle as fast in the twisty roads in the canyon? No. Is it going to get as gas mileage? No. But can you take your kids camping? Yes. Can you take your kids to church? Yes. So again, there's not a right or wrong. It's like for your situation. And that's what we do. That is part of our process of 525 Advisors. We are somewhat limited right now because of the the carriers exiting the state, but we still have these asset-based plans. We are still designing these plans for our clients. Our clients are still going to be able to get out of this tax and still have meaningful plans in place that work for their situation. And that's really what we want to do. Now, for older people... You can get these savings-based plans up to age 80. That's where they make the most sense. The other reason why we might use a savings-based plan is if you have some health limitations. Your health is a little bit more compromised, certain medications. We may have to go to a savings-based plan because the underwriting is not as strict on those. The problem we have with the life insurance, again, they know you're going to die. So when you put $100,000 in and you instantly get $130,000 death benefit, and by the way, that death benefit, if, if Gail would have just taken the four years of coverage instead of lifetime, her death benefit would have been 177. So 100,000 in would have given her $177,000 death benefit. Well, the risk to the insurance company is if you get hit by the bus tomorrow, you die, they got to pay out the 177. That $77,000 gain is tax-free to the estate. So they know you're going to die. So that's why they underwrite you a little stricter where the savings-based plan, you put $100,000 in and you get hit by the bus tomorrow and die. There's really, it's just whatever interest that you earned that period of time that they have to give back to the estate. So there's a lot of different situations that we're going to look at to design that plan for you. But again, the coverage that you get is based on your need. It's based on how you want to fund it. For people under 50, I don't have the savings-based plan. It it just doesn't exist right now. Um, So you're going to have to do some kind of asset-based, but we do have a, you know, you can do a 10-pay asset-based plan, for instance, instead of just coming up with a single lump sum. You could stretch those payments out over 10 years. So anyway, lots of stuff this week. I know um, I get excited about this, but we have this deadline coming up. So if you're still out there wondering, do I pay the tax? Do I get out of the tax? Let us know. Check out our website at 525longtermcare.com, and we'll be back next week. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Event info, planning resources, and long-term care radio podcasts can all be found at 525longtermcare.com. For show information or to sign up for a free long-term care live webinar, visit 525longtermcare.com. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 to Long-Term Care Radio with your host, Brian Ott, on Cairo Radio, 105.5.